Welcome to another episode of Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. The Productivityist Podcast. I am Mike Vardy, your intrepid host and master of ceremonies here at Productivityist. Uh, of course, I'm the founder, which also helps. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit today about something as we reach the tail end of the first 
month of the year, and I head into Groundhog Day, which is the start of my new year, is I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, one of the things that I'm really trying to do more and more every single passing year, and that's read more. I want to spend more time reading and less time kind of consuming television. In fact, over the past few years, I've gotten a lot better at pulling away from, you know, the the, the boob tube and recording things more um, more intentionally. So there are things that I love watching. Make no mistake. It was funny. I was, I was talking to my wife about this. And uh, Tony Robbins did an interview with Marie Forleo uh, a few, uh, about a month or so ago. And a little over that. And uh, it was when his book came out. And one of the things she asked him was how he unwinds at night. And his answer was, well, I don't. That's what my wife would say. (laughs) But uh, one of the things he does is he kind of watches, you know, basic mindless television, things that are not going to really keep his mind going. And that's kind of what I do. My wife actually mentioned that too. That's what she does at the end of the night. And some of the shows that Tony Robbins watches, actually, she watches. She's more into like the revenge and the how to get away with murder and and those kind of shows. Whereas I'm more into the, uh, let's watch the comic book shows. Let's watch, uh, you know, pro wrestling, which again is something I've not talked about a lot over the past uh, initial initial phase of my career. But I'm comfortable with it now. Yeah, I, I will dive into some of the old school WWF, WWE stuff from time to time. I kind of find that noise in the background somewhat uh, somewhat comforting. Uh, it's not like I have to pay a whole lot of attention to keep up with what's going on there as well. But there are things that I, I definitely want to make time to watch. Having a, a solid Netflix queue is pretty decent. Uh, but really, I only have about three television shows. So I'll watch documentaries and stuff, but that to me is almost like reading in terms of just absorbing good nonfiction. I'm trying to read more fiction these days too. Uh, this past year, I read more fiction from John Scalzi's work. Of course, he did Lock In and he did Red Shirts. I've also uh, spent some time reading uh, a few more fiction uh, books, and I want to do more of that in in 2014 or 2015 rather. But I also want to spend more time, you know, reading actual books, uh, you know, like paper books. In fact, my office, uh, as, as it's being finished up, will have a, a very large floor to ceiling bookcase. I'm going to mention the Ryan holiday post about how to create a library in your own home. I'll put that in the show notes as well, but that's something I really want to do is have more paper books. My, my paper library is increasing. And one of the things I've decided to do, and I started doing this last year is in order to read better, I'm, I'm a, I'm connecting more with the paper books that I have. I have, yes, my iPad mini and I have my my Kobo and I've got books in there. But really what I want is I want to have some paper books that I can look at on the shelf and grab. So the Tony Robbins book is one that I bought in paper form because I want to focus more on in, in the years to come, really getting better at understanding where my money is going and how to manage it, not just for myself, but for my whole family. I want to future proof the lifestyle that we have. And in, in fact, maybe even increase it over the years. So I want to make sure that I have a better understanding of that and having that, but there's something about having that book stare me right in the face versus having it buried in my, in my iPad or in a Kindle or something like that, that, that gives it more power. And there is some real power in paper, which I've talked about in terms of capture and, and as a productivity gateway. But as a in book form, it still has that weight. I mean, when I got the front nine printed out in book form, it felt more like a book. Uh, you know, it felt it, it gave me some some there's some weight to it. Um, the other thing I do, uh, and I'm going to do more of, continue this tradition rather, is wherever I buy a book when I'm traveling. So if I pick up a book while I'm traveling, I will write on the inside cover either the reason I picked it up or something about the trip or or what have you to kind of connect with that as well. 
So, for example, when I was in New York uh, a little over a year ago, I picked up Here is, uh, Here is New York uh, by E.B. White based on the recommendation of someone that was at an event. Uh, and they said, it'll help you have a better understanding of New York. And I picked it up and I, I read it from cover to cover. It's a short read on my flight from New York to Toronto. And I, I wrote in it. That was the first book I really actually did that with. Uh, and I kind of offered some thoughts out. And then when I was at South by Southwest, I picked up a copy of uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Cline, which is apparently going to be made to a movie directed by Chris Nolan, which should be interesting. Uh, and that was based on a recommendation from my buddy Ryan Christensen here in Victoria, who said, you know, there's this great book you should read. And he gave me that recommendation eons ago. So I actually captured that in in my uh, in a paper notebook and then I put it into Doist and lo and behold when I was at South by it was one of the only fiction oriented books that was in the bookstore and I said you know I'm going to pick it up and I sat down for about 45 minutes in the Austin Convention Center and read the book and just couldn't couldn't pull myself away so writing inside the book making it mine uh, especially the books that matter. GTD, I've done that with as well. Uh, and I actually started to take some of the post-it notes because I'm not going through these Evernote post-it notes nearly as quickly as I would have thought, is I'm putting some notes in there as well that I'm leaving little clues behind for my children or whatever if they happen to look at these paper books years down the road. So there's something about that that's going to help me not just read more but read better. I almost look forward to picking up a book on every trip now, which is, is, is a great feeling. Uh, the other thing that I'm doing more of uh, and plan to do more of is really spend more time in Blinkist in 2015, um, especially now that they've upped their, uh, the, the way that the product works. Uh, Blinkist 3.0 now has audio. So much like I use Audible for certain things, which again, Audible, I kind of use as a previewing ground to a certain extent as well. I love listening to fiction on Audible. Um, but for nonfiction books, I think that I tend to digest those better in reading in written form, but with Blinkist, now that they've got these business books that are in audio form and they're short little almost Cliff Notes versions, they're Blinks uh, or audio Blinks, I guess, now at this point. Uh, it's almost like listening to a podcast in a lot of ways, uh, you know, a, a very extended podcast. But it, I, I like that. I like the fact that if I want to listen to a book or get the the basic information from a book, then it, I'm getting that much closer to the old days of going to HMV and listening to an album on the wall before I decided to buy it. It's the same thing that I'm doing with, with Blinkist in terms of reading and in terms of, of absorbing uh, in, in an audible sense. So Blinkist is, is a great tool for those who want to pick up more nonfiction books, but they don't want to spend all the money on them up front. They'd just rather have a subscription-based service. And then they can get the basic you know, gist of the book and not even just the basic gist, but actually quite a, a good comprehensive look at the the major elements of each uh, of, of the books that are out there. And the library keeps expanding. So I really, really like what Blinkist has been offering. I've been using this service, their service for a while. Make no mistake, I've mentioned this on the blog, of course. Uh, I am an affiliate for them. So I do, you know, every time somebody uh, signs up for Blinkist, if you use my link, which will be in the show notes, you're going to, you're going to, you know, kick a bit more back my way, which is great. If you're not supporting me via Patreon and you want to support that way and get something out of the deal uh, beyond the perks in Patreon, great. That's this is another way to do it. So uh, full disclosure uh, there. But I wouldn't be backing and promoting a service uh, if I didn't believe in it and I didn't use it regularly. And Blinkist is one of the ones I use more than any of the other ones that I've you know that that are out there. Uh, and I want to spend even more time with it in 2015. So when it comes to reading, that's something I really want to spend more time on now. I want to talk before I wrap up, because this is not going to be a, a typical half-hour episode. 
Uh, but what I want to talk about is my reading workflow. A lot of people have asked me, okay, Mike, so when you start your day, you say you read, you know, you get up, you splash water in your face, you get coffee, you go read. What do you read? Well, my reading workflow is pretty basic and I've set up my iPad in such a way that it, it kind of, and I'll, and I'll kind of grab my iPad right here right now so to kind of give you the workflow. Um, and it's evolved over the years, make no mistake, like all other workflows. But when I look at my iPad, I, I've got my first, my, my, my iPad mini is five rows. I keep the bottom row open because, you know, I've just been doing it for years and I don't really need a full screen on. But my top row is uh, I've got the app full in the top left corner. And actually, that's what I'm going to do this year is add not just the right 1,000 words, but read for a half hour or more. I might even increase. I, I'm thinking about increasing it. it was a half hour. I'm going to probably increase it about an hour. Read an hour every day. Uh, so that'll that'll go in there uh, or some derivative of it. Maybe read a, a chapter in a book or something like that. Uh, but the, that's where that habit is going to be fostered from, as well as in Timeful a little bit. I'll probably block out some reading time in Timeful, which I mentioned in the calendar calendar apps episode that I'm using Timeful as well. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. Uh, as for my reading workflow, I use the app Reader for RSS, and this is again on the iPad. So if you're using Android or something like that, then you may want to find something similar, and there's some similar elements that you can use. So Reader is where all my RSS feeds go through, and I use Feed Wrangler to grab my RSS feeds. Now, Workflow, which is a new app for, uh, or was a new app, it's still it's still somewhat new, but uh, I can create a PDF work or uh, RSS feed, and I'll link to Federico Vitici's post about how to create a, a RSS workflow uh, using that Workflow's app. But I use Reader, and then what I'll do is Reader is set up automatically to grab all the feeds from Feed Wrangler, and I see all of my new new articles. So anything that's new, I will look at, and then what I do is. I look at the article and I have a couple of options. Number one, I look at it, scan it, and then just move to the next one. Uh, or, and I can do that right now because I'm actually doing it. So uh, here we go. So if I want to take a look at, uh, let's say, here we go, Long Live Stephen Colbert. So this is this is an article that was, uh, and as I'm recording this, of course, uh, you know, I'm looking back at some of the older articles I have here, but here's one about Colbert. So, uh, he here's here's an article by uh, a friend of mine, Stephen Hackett. So what I'll do is if I want to read this fully and absorbent, plus it's got a YouTube link in here, there's a little uh, little sh- move button or share button at the bottom right hand corner of Reader, and I will move that to Instapaper. So Instapaper is kind of like my second line of defense. So the way I look at it is Reader is kind of like the the first pass. You know, I skim through, see what's there. A lot of my productivity-related feeds are there. A lot of work-related ones are all there. I will look at those and then move them over. Um, I use Twitter for a lot of this stuff too, but chances are uh, I will mostly see this stuff in Reader. And you will probably want to set up a good RSS structure if you're a writer to cover a lot of the topics that you're interested in right in re- in, in your RSS app. So I've just moved over to Instapaper. It tells me it has, and that's the end of it. The next, so once I've gone through all of my unread feeds, it'll show me zero. So I've gotten to inbox zero, quote unquote, for reader. Then I move on to an app called Zite. And what Zite does is it actually allows me to have a magazine. Now, I don't like, I, I like the older version of Zite better, but since it was bought by CNN, it's still quite good. So I can actually take a look at it and say, all right, I want to look at all of the apps that are, and it, it, it's learned my behavior. So it knows exactly what, you know, what I'm using here in terms of, you know, the kind of categories or, or topics I follow. So I can look at this and here's one, a visual time management called Chronodex. So I'm looking at this and it's opening it up 
and it's a very uh, it's the Chrono Notebook basically. It looks a lot like the Chrono Notebook. I want to look at this again, and I'm going to actually now this is in Zite, so I can move it to one of the following. I can move it to Instapaper, Twitter. I can move it to Evernote. And I'm going to move this to Instapaper for now. Instapaper, again, is my second line of defense. It's directly connected to Instapaper, and boom. I'm not going to read this directly right now. There's a few others in here. Uh, there's uh, you know, How Knowing Yourself Leads to More Productivity and Efficiency by uh, Entrepreneur. That's one I'll want to read later. I don't do the upvoting that Zite allows or any of that stuff. I basically am going through this on my main page, my main uh, cover of my Zite magazine, because that's what these are called, to see exactly what apps I want to look at. Now I can go into the sidebar in the upper right hand corner and look at different things. So here's one from, so if I want to look at one that's specific to time management, I've got a category time management and I can actually look at that and do the same thing. So uh, that that's the next level, right? That's the next kind of phase because at this point, what I'm doing is I can actually uh, take a look and here's, there's more Chronodex stuff as, as I'm looking at this. It's, uh, it's, it's basically, um, it looks like uh, chronodexes are coming back. Interesting. Uh, but anyways, I can look at all this stuff and see, um, see what I want to save uh, into, into Instapaper. So Zite is a really effective one. But again, you got to kind of teach it. Okay, you got to teach it what you like. So once I'm done that, then I go to Instapaper and review what's in my queue. Now, some stuff stays in Instapaper longer than, than it probably should. I'll be the first to admit, and that's something else I'm going to work on in 2015, is making sure I can get things out of Instapaper or putting it into folders. I don't really like things on Instapaper all that much either, so I don't do the social stuff with it. I basically use it. It's my second phase. So first phase, the gateways are Zite and Reader. The second phase is Instapaper. And what will happen is in Instapaper, if I really like it, and I want to use it somewhere, so maybe I want to use it in a blog post, or maybe I want to use it as research for an upcoming book, or maybe a course, or something like that. That At that point, Instapaper does allow me to move it to Evernote. And if it makes it to Evernote, it's in the final phase. It means I'm going to do something with it uh, at some point in time, whether it's a social share that I want to be a bit more you know, intentional about, whether it is, uh, and, and by intentional, I mean get a bit more in depth and don't just do a quick retweet, retweet or, or, a, or a plus one or a like uh, or a simple share, or it'll it'll end up you know being something I kind of look at and strategize around or, or, or write a post about. So the Chronodex is probably something I'll talk about, uh, you know, bringing it back to the old Muji Chrono book days or or or, uh, or something along those lines. But uh, the example, like, so for right now, I can see the visual time management uh, that someone created. I will click on the upper right-hand corner. It will tell, ask me where I want to put it. I will put it in Evernote, and I will put it into, uh, I'll, either, uh, I'll either leave it in my inbox, or if, and that's normally what I'll do because I'm not quite sure where I want to put it yet, but I'll go in my inbox. Then when I process my Evernote inbox, I'll be able to take a look at it. Um, and then once I'm done that, I can actually archive it in Instapaper. So again, workflow real quick. And then once it's in Evernote, by the way, then then at that point, that's now I'm in the writing and creation phase. So it's I'm, that's the idea management, which we'll get to at, at another point in time in another podcast. But my reading workflow, and this has been working for me for quite some time. So I don't see myself really altering it all that much. I mean, I could replace Instapaper with Pocket, same difference. I could replace Zite with Flipboard. 
Uh, you know, there, I, I actually stopped using Flipboard because it didn't have the ability to get things to Instapaper very quickly. So uh, it, that may change if workflow starts to add some more workflows that allow us for that or extensibility allows for that. I also don't take the uh, the stuff in Instapaper and put it into drafts, thanks to iOS, because I don't want things in drafts that aren't actually going to be something that I'm definitely going to write about. Like, I, I want to know what I'm writing about when I send it from drafts. I want to say, hey, this is going to be about this. Evernote, I want to, it goes into Evernote to kind of incubate a bit. Drafts is not a place for incubation. Evernote is definitely a place for that. So again, this reading workflow has really worked well for me uh, over the course of the past uh, couple of years. Uh, and it's going to continue to probably get better because I make slight little tweaks to it and stuff. Instapaper, I'm going to get better at that. I really need to get pa- better at managing my Instapaper queue uh, for myself. And I know I'm not alone in that. A lot of you out there probably do. Um, I've actually created a task in Todoist called Review Instapaper Queue, and it's a repeating task that happens every three weekdays. So that way I can take a look at it, or every three days rather. So that way I can take a look at it and make sure that I'm I'm, I'm either filing things or archiving them or getting them where they need to go because that thing can get really out of control. And imagine <laughs> imagine your Instapaper queue if it was actual sheets of paper. Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. Uh, I do use my iPad as a primary reading tool, more so than my Kobo, because uh, if I had a Kindle, it would probably change the game a bit, but my Kobo is is smaller and, and uh, I'm in progressive lenses, so it's a little bit trickier to read. I do want to get a Kindle at some point because then I can bring it to the beach and don't have to worry about glare and all that stuff, but that's down the line. And again, being Canadian, there's some... You don't get the same the same ones right away as as you do in the states. So, to to recap, reader again full. I will track how I'm reading, which I think is important, especially the new reading habits I want to build in 2015. Uh, also, a reader is the place where everything begins in terms of all the information that's coming at me. I don't look at anything in the morning before I look at reader, uh, so I can kind of wake up. The reading actually wakes me up. Then I go to Zite to go through uh, more specific topics of interest that may not be in my RSS feed. Anything from those two areas will wind up in Instapaper first. Uh, then from Instapaper, I will then decide where it's going to go, whether it goes to Evernote, whether it, you know, whether it just gets archived, whether it goes into a folder for, and, and I, I've contemplated leaving some research folders in Instapaper as well. But again, I want less places to look for this kind of stuff. So everything ends up in Evernote in some way, show performer, or, or it just gets t- tossed. Uh, but looking at my iPad front page, right below those top four apps in my top row, the second row is Flipboard, which I still kind of look at for videos and devour and specific channels. Blinkist is there, which of course, like I said, is one I'm really going to want to focus on more in 2015. In fact, Blinkist is now on my iPhone. I normally don't read on my iPhone, but because now the audio uh, versions of the books, uh, the Blinks are there, I can now you know, listen to these blinks. And then my Kindle app is there as well as iBooks. Those are all on my top row, uh, my top two rows of my iPad, uh, if I'm looking at it in, in vertical or portrait orientation. So my iPad is my primary reading device. I do not read Instapaper on my Mac. The only time I use it on my Mac is if I am uh, contempl- when I'm assembling the, the newsletter, because that's where I'll grab the links from for the recommended reading. I do not read my RSS feeds on my Mac. I I did I tried that with Reader and, and a bunch of other apps. It just didn't work for me. I like the comfort factor of being able to wake up, get my morning routine going, grab my cup of coffee, grab my Nutriblast, and sit in my chair and read like I'm reading a paper. <laughs> like the good old days. Uh, in front of it with my iPad mini in my hand, my coffee in the other, and just reading through uh, the the things that matter to me. Uh, the things that I want to, you know, build more stuff off of or just know more about. 
So there you have it. That's that's reading more and reading better, you know, for me. Uh, and, and I want to get better at it. And I hope that, again, as, as someone who wants to improve their writing, I, I want to read more. Uh, again, you're a writer reads and a, a, uh, I, I need to do more of that. And uh, I want to build a better workflow with that throughout the course of the year. And maybe, maybe just maybe, uh, what I've provided for you in this podcast episode will help inspire you to create a better reading workflow or, or create one at all that you can use to kind of process information more critically and uh, spend more time um, absorbing information through uh, words than through images on your television screen or even on your computer screen. Thanks again for listening this week to the episode uh, that really was just me talking about how I read. <laughs> Thanks to all my Patreon supporters. If you are interested in supporting the podcast, please, again, there's links in the show notes. Uh, a, a buck, you, you'll get access to the activity feed. Uh, five bucks, you get a sneak peek at everything. Ten bucks, you get not just that, but you get the Task Apps Made Easy course that Steve Dotto and I developed together. And if you hit the $50 mark, which is a, a, a limited uh, Patreon uh, contribution, you'll get a 20 minute coaching call with me every month, which includes a recap email and accountability follow up. So there are lots of perks there. Go to patreon.com slash productivityist if you want to pitch in. Uh, if you have ideas for the show, fire me off an email. You'll fire them off actually to info at productivityist.com and either uh, Amy will pick it up or I'll, uh, Amy, my assistant will pick it up or I will uh, get it through. You know, she'll forward it to me and I'll respond. Someone will get back to you though. And uh, if you have your own reading tips, and you want to submit them in audio form, you can do that as well. Just submit the audio file and we'll pick it up and hopefully, maybe, who knows, we'll get it on the show and that way people can listen to it as well. So thanks again so much for uh, taking the time to spend about a half hour with me, well, about 25 minutes with me here on the Productivityist Podcast this week. Uh, Until next week, go forth, read more, read better, and we'll see you next week.